listening to episode 33 of Ask Salt Spring Answered when we speak to Sergeant Clive Seabrook, commanding officer of the RCMP division on Salt Spring Island, about various matters with regards to the police detachment here. So I'm here with uh, Sergeant Clive Seabrook, who's the officer commanding the RCMP detachment on Salt Spring Island. Uh, we've just been in um, Ask Salt Spring, and uh, so Clive, um, I think the first topic of conversation was, you know, how long are you going to be here for? You've been here for three and a half years, and everybody wants you to stay longer. Um, yeah, so uh, my time, my four years is up here in October of this year, and so that'll be four years for me. It went very, very quickly. Uh, we are having some conversations now with headquarters about extending uh, my time here, and uh, there's more uh, meetings supposed to be for about that in May of this year. So a couple months from now, we'll have some idea. It looks like they may extend f uh, or at least open to the extension. I just don't know what it's going to look like yet. My yeah. feeling is I'll be extended for another year, and then we'll see how it goes. Can they keep on extending after that? or is I think so, too. I think from a family point of view, though, it gets a bit tricky when you're trying to make plans with schooling and whatnot right. to, to, to have your plans one year at a time. I, I am a bit of a five-year plan kind of a guy. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, and um, we, we talked about how hard it is for policemen on Salt Spring, and you said that it's not easy because um, when you're working, you're quite often on call and you can't really relax and... Uh, yeah, so we have uh, so when a member starts their uh, their block of shifts, it's usually uh, five days, on occasion six, and they'll work ten hour shifts, and sometimes those are days, and and sometimes they're evenings. But when they're off shift, they go on call, which means when they're not at work on patrol, they have a car at home and a uniform, and uh, if a call priority call comes in, or uh, you know, there's always somebody working on the road, especially uh, during the daytime hours. But if that person needs backup then there must be some backup available to that officer. And so there's always someone on call that uh, can come out at a moment's notice. And so that gets to be challenging for the officer is he, always has to, he or she always has to be in a position where they're available to respond quickly. So they can't, you know, they can't leave the island to go shopping or, or even if they live in the north end of the island, for example, they, you know, they can't go all the way down to Ruckle um, and, uh, and be that far away from their police car. So. Right. That's where it gets a bit challenging. And, you know, over the years, that's a lot of sacrifice, too, from their family time and things like that. Right. And you said there's not enough officers for a 24-hour clock, and you would need four more to cover for that. Is there any chance of getting more officers on Salisbury? No. So the, um, people may have heard in, uh, recently, about a year or so ago, the province announced uh, funding to uh, fill uh, a certain number of positions in the province. And so there was a criteria set out for that. At that time, all detachment commanders were invited to submit a rationale as to why they believed that their community uh, would benefit from an additional police officer or additional resources. So uh, Salt Spring, I did that on Salt Spring's behalf, and we're still waiting for those decisions to be made. So I think that that's starting now. It's uh, obviously very complex to figure out exactly where those important resources yeah. are going to go. And Okay, we did discuss briefly auxiliary police program possibilities. Um, yeah, so there was, unfortunately it was a tragic uh, circumstance where uh, an auxiliary police officer was killed a number of years ago, and at that time uh, the program was cancelled. And it had been looked at, uh, you know, over the years. I, you know, I kind of feel like with COVID, uh, like everything else, it's, things it got in the way. But now it's at a point where they've started to back up again now. And I do, I, I understand there were auxiliary police officers here quite a few years ago that volunteered their time. And so now that that program is officially up and running again, detachment commanders will be invited to start up a program in their communities if they feel they can do it. So 
uh, at some point here, we're going to have to have a conversation with the community about, or at least see what the interest there is for people to volunteer in that program again. So, you know, you're not uh, law enforcement per se, where you know you, you don't carry a sidearm, but you, you're still trained in use of force and security cleared, and um, you know you're just another uh, voice or uh, uh, you know. Quite often, for example, we go out foot patrols quite regularly. Right. So just to ha have another officer out in the community that people can talk to and approach and let us know what's going on or raise issues, um, just from that point of view, I think it would be really advantageous right. if, if it can work. I know you're very happy with the ambassador program. Yeah, uh, it's been fantastic. So, yeah. you know, again, something that's in its infancy, but, yeah, really good. Yeah. Are they constantly in, back in touch with you guys about things that, that they're encountering? Uh, yeah, we have regular meetings. Uh, yeah. I, I know, unfortunately, I've missed a couple of meetings here and there. It, uh, like the last one, for example, I had every intention of going to, but the radio went off and I had to go on a call <laughs> right as it was happening. So, unfortunately, I missed it. I do try and attend them all. Uh, there's a meeting that's held virtually, so it's, uh, it's, it is an easy meeting to attend. Uh, we have some local volunteers that are working with that. It has amazing support. It's really well ran by a core group of people. And mm. there's some very dedicated volunteers that are um, uh, donating their time to it. I know we're looking for more volunteers to come out in the community and uh, help us with that. So, uh, But I think it's great. Like It's something that's being ran by the community. So I, I think one really big benefit from that is it's, it'll be a group of people that are salt springers. And as police officers transfer in and out, that will be a, a you know a continuum where you'll have this core group of people that can have those connections remaining, introduce police officers to our different organizations and clients, and I think that's a, a nice thing to have that through the years. Right. What's uh, what's your in your years that you've been here? What's what's made you most uh, happy with uh, the achievements that you've made since you've been here? Would you say? Yeah, I think for us, you know, I, when I arrived here, and again. It's difficult to comment on some of these because I'm just from my perspective, which right. is really would not be the same as someone who was born and raised there. But from my point of view, and maybe that was something you that the, the, just historically how the policing went, but it was the ability that we were all able to, to get the community together and get the community support and address these issues. You know, so easy for the police to kind of be alone, and you know, the police are going to do this and the police are going to do that. And for me to be able to have connections with the community and then. You know, as issues were identified, the community came back to me and said, hey, we want to support you and work with you on this and help you be successful. So uh, to me, I, that, that's my, one of my uh, proud but also just honored that the community had that confidence right. in me to, to really support the, all of the staff at the attachment. Because we have an amazing group of people there. The staff that work at the attachment are very, very dedicated, hardworking people. And to, they know that they have the support of the community. If there's things that the community can help with, uh, they know that they'll get that um, if it's a worthwhile cause. And uh, that's something that we don't always have as detachments. So um, we're very, very blessed to have that here with Salt Spring. Okay, thanks very much for coming in. And you've been listening to Ask Salt Spring Answered on cheer.fm, the voice of the Gulf Islands. Thank you.